Welcome to the Modern Goat Rider podcast. I'd like to take this opportunity to emphasize the opinions expressed by our hosts and guests are strictly their own and do not represent the positions of any lodge, grand lodge, or other branches of the independent order of Oddfellows. Our fascinating conversations will be open to the public for the purposes of inspiring our global membership and promoting the order. So sit back, open your ears, and your heart in your hand while I introduce you to our hosts. Sanderson and I'm Josh Miller. Hey Josh, how you doing today? Hey, I'm good, Billy. I'm good. Uh yeah, it's been a good week, good day, uh lovely evening and a fabulous last 5 minutes with you. Oh, what about you? you? How are you oh, doing well, today? It's been wonderful. What did I do today? No, or just how are you doing today? Oh, um I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Good. It's uh it's February, you know mid mid late month february it's kind of uh i mean it was a nice sunny day but it was yeah victoria is gorgeous today almost spring like it's still kind of you know just waiting for march to kick in and you know get outside i hear you i hear you i feel that way in february too um but we do get the occasional you know like today you know there's some moments where it felt like spring the um like you said in the past all the uh the blossoms are starting to come out on the trees and uh, the war- it's warming up a little bit. All yeah. the snow is melted. Yeah, I'm just I'm mowing my lawn on Saturday and I'm sending See? the photos to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, we love to be smug about our weather, don't we, here in Victoria? Island in the Pacific. That's right. Hey, we're here together. Uh, we have no guests. We're just going to do, uh, you know, a little free form banter. Yeah, I mean, Kinda you don't need a up. guest to have a show. Right? No, we don't need a guest to have a show. We we're could do this every day. <laughs> we're all the entertainment our listeners need, right? Yeah, I mean, we could do five days of us and then one day with a guest. And, you know, it could be like uh, one of those baseball podcasts that you listen to. It's not like they have a guest every show, do they? No, they don't. Uh, but uh, when they do, it's quite interesting because they're usually pretty current event type stuff. So right, maybe that's something we should try. I like it. I like current events myself, you know? Yeah. yeah. I do have something that's very, very much not current events, and I, but I only discovered it today. Okay. And that is that you and I are probably only the second most famous Josh and Billy tandem. What? There's another Josh and Billy tandem? Yeah. They're more famous than us. <laughs> but they're probably only famous with uh, six-year-olds and with uh, Gen Xers. Okay. Okay. Oh, you have my interest peaked. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. So, who are uh, these guys? Yeah. So, you know, just kind of ran across a weird fact today that uh, Josh and Billy uh, were the characters in the movie Big in 1988. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. I did. I forgot he was Billy. I obviously knew that he was Josh. Like Tom Hanks's character was Josh. I, yeah. I, but I forgot that his buddy's name was. Billy. Yeah. And that's so do you know hilarious. do you know Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bar? Sort of. You wanna do it? Yeah. The space goes down down, baby, down down the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet baby, sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy shimmy coco bar, shimmy shimmy rock, shimmy shimmy coco bar, shimmy shimmy rock. I'm at a girlfriend, a tusky. She said a tusky, a biscuit, ice cream, soda, but for now, I'll stop. Ooh, Shalina, walked down the street, ten times a week. I met it, I said it, I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool, I'm hot, suck you in the stomach three more times. Uh, See, I told you I knew how to do it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Nice work. But I was nice. all you. That was wow. all you. You were brilliant in that. <laughs> well, I needed your hand signals for it to really work. And um, yeah, let's uh, let's get big together. Let's get big together. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with the podcast, but it was just something interesting. I, I, yeah, I ran that's into great. Today. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things uh, we did catch up uh with a few uh past uh guests and sort of contributors 
Right. Uh, so I'll, I'll kick it off with uh, Michael Douglas, uh, who was on our magazine episode back before Christmas. And Michael was doing the uh, encampment cartoon book. Right. And um, he sent me the link uh, that I will post on the website and in the show page where you can get his uh, comic, which is called True Fraternity. Is it like super odd fellow? It's super odd fellow. Is it's it? encampment. It's crazy. Yeah. So I yeah. haven't I haven't gone through it all. He, okay. he sent me the link. But if people Google, you know, good old Google, I guess if you had to use Bing, it would probably work as well. But <laughs> you're looking for true fraternity and the site uh, website is indieplanet.com. Cool. So hit indieplanet.com. You probably search their true fraternity or even just put true fraternity and then indie.com. Um, but uh, yeah, go to your uh, look at your show notes for this podcast and you'll see it there. It has uh, been up for a few weeks, according to him. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the online market uh, has been overloaded with new material, he said. So any plug that we can give him uh, would be great. So here we are. Yeah, check it out. I, I'm, I'm going to check it out after we do this recording because I'm quite interested in <laughs> what an encampment comic book would entail. What is that? What exactly is it going to be? Yeah. Like, so if, if this is all new to you, like haven't heard anything about it, go back, listen to uh, Modern Goat Rider magazine episode. And uh, Michael's right in the middle. And he did a great interview with us. Michael in uh, Seattle, Washington. I can't wait to read that comic. I'm not really a graphic novelist uh, no. person, but I will uh, will definitely branch out for an odd fellow um, comic. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, the style of the art uh, art is kind of um, '70s, kind of underground cartoon uh, look to it. It's pretty cool. That sounds cool. That sounds even cooler. A um, couple other ones that we'll hit on related to the uh, podcast are. Jeff in Brantford uh, had reached out to us last month and given us a bit of an update on what was going on in Brantford. Now, remind me, did he, was he looking for uh Yeah, he was looking he, for a lodge. Everybody, everybody in Ontario is looking for a lodge. Yeah, he was looking for a lodge uh, the week before we did the uh, call with, uh, show with uh, Shiromi and Jean, Jean Dopp one of the grand uh, masters of Ontario. So I got this message from Jeff uh, saying that the lodge search has simmered down uh, because of COVID, of course, and that the local lodges were sort of on a quiet stretch um, lately. Uh, but uh, he has reached out to lodges in Stratford, uh, Brantford, and I don't, and Kitchener. So uh, we're still keeping our fingers crossed for that uh, Western Ontario finger of the province is, uh, is returns as a hotbed for people like Jeff. Yeah. I'm really hoping that Ontario can, um, you know, obviously when COVID's over, when uh, we're all immunized, yeah, we'll we'll see a big resurgence in Ontario. Uh, I'd love to hear from anybody out there who is experiencing odd fellowship in Ontario, we would just love to find out exactly what's going on out there. So uh, Mm -hmm. if anybody's out there who we haven't talked to from Ontario, drop us a line at uh, info at moderngoatrider.com. Well, we, we know that Ontario is a hotbed because we have a big listening uh, group in Toronto, apparently. Um, Hi guys. Yeah. So they're, uh, they're, keeping the uh modern goat rider i guess story alive in ontario there um but i was looking at our downloads and there's a a place that i've never heard of and it's in minnesota in canada no oh, in it's, it's in minnesota okay and it's shakopee or shakopee okay s-h-a-k-o-p-e-e which right. is um a you know, the way I find places is I usually find the closest baseball stadium. And so it is 28 minutes from Target Field, just outside uh, Minneapolis. Well, and there we go. I don't know if they... <laughs> when we uh, go on our big baseball pilgrimage to every yes. stadium in North America, yep. we'll 
So, so is it just one person in Shakopee who's no, uh, downloading no, the Go no, Rider? No, no. There's at Several? least there's at least four. <laughs> wow, a whole family. There must four be a whole different family, devices. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not a VPN location for some uh, massive uh, conglomerate in the United States. But uh, yeah, if you are in Shakopee, we are doing a shout out for you. We want to hear from you. We definitely so, want to hear from you because you have please a cute, check in. Cute little downtown. When you do the old Google uh view of downtown shakopee um looking at the photo right now and many of the buildings um turtles i don't know if they're still in business there's a a, a pub there something it's got a great neon sign that just says beer on it awesome um i there yeah and then i think what could be the odd fellows building is next to a bakery because uh, all the facades on these buildings they all look like they could be odd fellows buildings Wow. Uh, so, so yeah. okay. So, okay. So we haven't, there's an odd fellow lodge in Shakopee. How, I have what no idea. Pop? Well, okay, you, so you don't know. I thought you just, uh, you, okay. So you're I'm not sure if those. assuming that the four you, people who have downloaded every episode of Modern Goat Rider. Okay. Odd fellows. Don't, don't assume. Don't assume. Okay. What's, do you know what the population of Shakopee is? According to Wikipedia, 37,000 people. Okay. So that's a tiny town in America. <laughs> yeah been around for a long time so it must be a well-established lodge does any do we know the grand the grand uh anybody from grand yeah. lodge of minnesota off the lodges hey a very nice website congratulations uh, Min uh minnesota grand lodge okay so these people are very mysterious um They're mysterious eh? they do not appear to have a lodge downtown shakopee okay um they have Herman, Atkin, Hinkley, Flower City, Hutchinson, Winsdom, Detroit Lakes, Celsius. So it's very possible that any of these places Northfield. could be it's probably Northfield. I bet yeah, it's any, Northfield. Any of these places could be within a shouting distance of Shakopee. Uh, well, yeah, awesome. because there is no lodge right downtown. There's also a lodge in St. Paul, which I guess is the closest to Minneapolis. But yeah, hit us up. Yo, shout out to Shakopee. Hit us up, yo. Mm -hmm. Modern Go Info at ModernGoRider.com. We'd love to hear who you are and uh, what makes you love the goat. So a couple of other things. I guess the last thing on uh, on downloads and stuff like that, I, I, I just want to touch base for the people who are learning about Modern Goat Rider for the first time. And, and surprise, surprise, Josh, people are still downloading episode one. Well, you did title it. Listen to me first. I know. So, you know, so, people do listen. They listen to you, Billy. I, I really think we should go back and, and um, redo remaster, that. I, remaster it like it was a 1967's Rolling Stones album or something. Um, absolutely. I, mean, there's, I think that, you know, the introduction to what this is, how long has it been? It's been a year now since we started doing this. Yeah, we recorded right? that in June. Yeah. Oh, in June. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So not quite a year. But um, yeah, this is this is experience has taken a whole different turn for me, you know, from what I thought it was and what I thought we were going to do and kind of, you know, I had no idea. Yeah. This is, this has been an amazing journey and I'm really enjoying it and uh, much, not that I didn't think I was going to, but um, it's just, it's been, it's been incredible. So uh, it'd be interesting to go back and re listen to that episode myself and <laughs> maybe do some different introductions and some different questions. And I, you know, I know we don't like to edit, the past but uh, perhaps a, a different introduction might be what do you think i don't know yeah maybe i maybe i like i'm looking at eight places uh these are countries on the uh, download uh file or sorry download website that we get so there's eight countries that are pretty much the one and done crew so they haven't downloaded um more they listen to the introduction and that and then they just didn't know they're like no i'm so not interested listen. no this is terrible so, um these yeah classified as the one and done uh, so i want to uh, if you know anybody who's mentioned the God, modern goat rider and they're in one of these eight countries uh, please tell them to listen to to more give us another chance but we've got russia spain costa rica ghana brazil dominican republic austria and israel Okay, do you think that some of them just were hoping that it wasn't in English? Mm, that is possible. <laughs> but no, you know. Not maybe, likely. No, not likely at all. Not likely. <laughs> but anyways, um, we, yeah. we do have, we do have, um, we have, do have first time listeners uh, still. 
That's um, awesome. And first time down downloaders uh, still as of this week as well. Well, all you first time listeners, if you get to this episode, which is what, 26 or 27. Thank you. Uh, thank you for um, putting up with the audio. Well, starting at the beginning and making it all the way to this point. Uh, that's qu- quite dedication. I know it's not quite as um, riveting as, uh, you know, watching all five seasons of The Wire or uh, something else. But could you imagine someone binge listening to The Goat Rider? <laughs> yeah, it would be 24 hours. You would get up at six right, and start and power through it, man. Well, I, you know, I had a brother um, visit me the other day and he said uh, he just, you know, caught up. He was caught up because he, he took a, he took a, a car trip to Nanaimo. Mm. And for everybody who doesn't know, Victoria, Nanaimo is about a couple hours drive. So, you know, he caught up. He got uh, three or four podcasts in between there and uh, back, you know, so that's a, it's always a good place to catch up, I think, in the car. I know, Billy, you like to listen to it in the car and that's where you make all your and angry edits yeah (laughs) oh my god it sounds like that oh my (laughs) yeah so we're sorry for all you people in the car who you know billy sounds really loud i sound soft you know we're back and forth you know it's just it's really hard you know it's not it's not an easy thing and i think you know we have to thank uh billy for all his hard work all the editing we're We're not pros but we're we're having fun we're hoping you're having fun i'm having fun and we hope that everybody out there is having fun billy are you having fun? <laughs> do you like editing? Is that do you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, because I like learning I've... a skill, and so every every week I learn something new when I edit. So even though we're not professionals, though, I've heard from a lot of people that our production quality is quite good. So you're doing a great job. Way well, to go. thank you. And I hope that the uh, three downloads in India are uh, paying off for us. Yeah, come on, India, you can you can do it. I know those are Schneider people. I can swear those are <laughs> you, Snyder people from people, the other for, from for the people office. Who <laughs> yeah, people who don't know Snyder is the company that Billy works for. So Snyder people are people all over the world. Yeah, people all over the world who are working for this company. One hundred thirty-eight so, countries. We just we haven't got them all well, on the Modern yeah. Goat Rider yet. But Let's, soon. have you not put it out on the Schneider mm, newsletter? Or true. come on, throw it out there, brother. <laughs> you really want to pump this thing? Get it out to all your. All, could you imagine? It would just be this ripple effect worldwide. Oh yeah, yeah. We all of a sudden to be a Schneider. <laughs> Is it Schneider or Schneider? Uh, it's just like the hot dog, Schneider. Okay, Schneider. Maybe just Schneider Oddfellow connection, you know? Yeah. Oh man, all right. I just I still can't get over um, the museum, the goat museum. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit, but no, no, let's, let's take that. Like, because we got, um, you know, we came out right, uh, the same day almost as a, uh, three links podcast. Uh, and you know, we, we did a great show and they did a great show. So, you know, last week was pretty powerful, odd fellow podcasting stuff, but John was amazing. Like that, that's what you get when you get a radio guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, not only is you can tell that he's got experience in radio, but he also has experienced um, telling the story, <laughs> his story. And he's probably done it a thousand times. And that's when, you know, you know, you've got a professional who's who's honed his craft, but also just, you know, is very passionate about what he what he's telling you. And um, uh, he was just so much fun. You know, I loved it. He was he really I, I, he connected to me like I felt that. And I hope the listeners out there felt that, too, because there's something about that the goofiness of the museum i'm sure and like you know how how passionate john is about you know what goes on in that museum and uh i'm just beyond intrigued yeah yeah so i don't know i just i i just that was a fun, really really fun episode for me and a really fun interview yeah and, I, and it felt good <laughs> we're getting ready for 2022 yeah i know i can't wait st louis cardinals game yeah drive to greenville Keep on yep. going to Cincinnati. Yeah, Reds game. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be Couple awesome. So wait. I wanted to ask you about something that I did this week. Something odd fellowy, Very odd fellowy. in fact. I attended a Zoom initiation. Right. Yeah, that happened uh, last night? A couple or nights ago. Night? Monday, yeah, couple Monday nights night. Ago. What do you so, think of that? Okay. Give, me, okay. give me, when I say Zoom initiation, yeah. what's your first reaction? First reaction is awesome. Great. I'm really, you know, it's, uh, you know, for the lodges that are, that want to do it, 
you know, and they're, they've got a bunch of initiates or a couple of initiates or even just one initiate that really wants to become an odd fellow right now, go for it. And I think that's, you know, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with a Zoom initiation um, we've talked to a couple of guests before who have talked, uh, told us about a uh, ritual that's more speech and less dramatic presentation. You know, I think it's great. I think it's great. I talked to, um, my spot or my, uh, sponsee, my, um, your prospect, pledge. Your pledge. my pledge. Yeah. My probie, my prospect, the guy who has been waiting a couple of years, the guy who's going to be such a great odd fellow. And he's so amazing. And he stayed engaged and the guy came to every meeting before he was uh, even initiated and bartended and just hung out and, you know, got to feel what was going on and everybody loves him. And he's so excited about being an odd fellow. And I asked him, I said, you know, our other lodge did this zoom initiation. Is it something that you'd be interested in? Or would you like to wait for the real thing? And I'm sorry if I'm calling it that, but it is for me, the real thing is this in-person initiation with some extremely awesome person to person experience. And, he, you know, I didn't put that to him. I just said, you know, you know, the real thing. And he said he would rather wait because he's heard how great the initiation is. Yeah. I guess he's, you know, he, you know, people who are looking at it as a lifelong thing or something that they're going to be doing for many, many years, they can wait another six months to start it off in the way that we traditionally do it. So um yeah, those are my thoughts, but that's, I wasn't at this thing. Tell me about it. Tell me, tell me sure. everything. I'm uh, excited to so hear. So it was great. They had five candidates, uh, two, uh, two women and five and three men. Um, so it was Victoria Lodge number one in, in Victoria, BC here. And uh, they don't do a lot of Zoom meetings as a lodge. And so this was great. I mean, Brother Gordy Moffat and Frank Murphy were uh, Frank uh, Anderson were on the call. So, you know, two gentlemen in their late 70s, early 80s. And uh, what they did was their noble grand uh, Aaron Hall and vice grand Pascal. And I'm sorry, Pascal, I have forgotten your last name at this moment, but I'll tell the story anyways, that she and Aaron and John Adams, uh, a historian and odd fellow supreme kind of guy. I love what John Adams. And he, they constructed this Zoom version of the new initiation degree that uh, Michael and Linnea wrote. So I'd given them the digital copy and they remastered it for Zoom. And so they used the features of breakout rooms and so they uh, shuffled all the members that logged in into a breakout room. And we did a, we basically did an ante room where everybody was, uh, we all had the same background. So it was dark. Nobody had, uh, you know, a, uh, a shot of their uh, messy office <clears throat> or bright lights behind them. So we all changed our uh, backgrounds and we all covered up our, our cameras so that it would just be black if we were not speaking. Everyone who was speaking was, was robed up. And then uh, what they did was they had a candidate's room in another, another virtual room. And it was so well orchestrated. Uh, Brother Austin, uh, Alex Austin, who is our membership chairman I'm committee chair, and he's also the financial secretary of Columbia Lodge Number no. Two, and Brother Nicola Falupa. Uh, we're all there, and myself, and we were part of it. It was great to watch. Um, it did pay off, you know. They had done some video work and some audio work, and so when it was time to contemplate the scene, mm -hmm. um, you know, they used a video that was shot in Brother Terrence's living room with wow. his fire crackling and the scene hmm. okay. all in front of his fire because he has a scene of his own wow uh, brother brother terrence is amazing uh, so yeah and it was great now <clears throat> the one thing i'll i will say that was my takeaway and alex's because i chatted with alex the next day at our finance committee meeting and he um 
He said, I was able to understand every word. Mm. And I remember this from my initiation. I was just like smack. It was constant smack in the forehead. Not, not, not physical, physical, just yeah. like, uh, yeah, it was hard. It was, it's, it's, it's a shock. Experience. Sometimes. It's yeah, the experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when they did all the readings and everything, uh, it was, I heard it all. And that was what the candidates said afterwards, which was another nice thing was we did a virtual debrief. Yeah. Uh, a smaller group. Uh, I think there was only 12 of us and, and including the five candidates, we, we did a debrief and they were all like, wow, this is like a ton of meaning, even virtually. So well, I, I, I give what? it that. I give it that they performed really, really well. And here's something too, um, you know, and from what you're saying, I would think that, you know, you kind of virtually you might get the meaning a little more. And I think that's what you're saying too, is that because you're not physically moving around and you're not mm -hmm. physically being, um, you know, manipulated and things, so many sensories going on that mm -hmm. you can actually really hear and understand the words, yeah. which, uh, which I've never thought, I, ne I haven't thought of before. And that's quite interesting. Yeah. We didn't record it, which was, I think, good because yeah. it was, um, but uh, the right people were there to see it. Well, it's one of those things that you might want to send out to people after too you know, after they've actually been initiated, say physically, and, you know, gone yeah. through the ritual, you might want to send them something that's kind of goes, okay, well, this is the words, because <laughs> you might not have gotten everything, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, yeah. during during that experience. But that's awesome. I'm so proud of them. And I'm so happy about that. Like, you know, that's and, and I love the, the feedback sounds great from the candidates. So mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, yeah. uh, that's cool. And they, um, and brother Aaron, uh, you know, was like right away, not right away, but when when somebody did make uh, one of the candidates made a comment about the video and how there were a few moments where the wrong people were on mute and the wrong people were active mics, yeah. hot mic. Um, yeah. But uh, Aaron said to that to the candidates, you know, as soon as we do a or a lodge is doing a in in the um, hall then you should attend it. They said, you should just go and, and see it again um, in any other lodge. One other thing that was a big difference was the pressure was off on the performers, right? They, they had their camera and they had their script like right, right underneath their camera. And right. they were able to stare into the camera and read. Right. So they were, so it, it appeared as if they had completely memorized, memorized word it, yeah, for exactly. word. They weren't holding anything. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have a flashlight to, uh, in one hand and a book in the other. That's cool. It sounds like they did, they did a really good job in sort of preparing. Like, even though there was a couple yeah. of glitches, it sounds like they actually took the time to really create, um, you know, and practice. And yeah, I wonder if our uh, virtual, our virtual uh, installation um kind of you know led to because yeah. it seemed to me that a lot of the people from victoria number one hadn't really figured out that zoom was uh, totally possible to do anything on which i think we we can you know yeah. so i hope that it sounds like um yeah they took it to the next level which is great mm -hmm. yeah nice. and it might and, and with the people who i met uh i think the idea of a degree lodge in victoria being another strong payoff of this type of a situation that maybe the um the the inspired by ritual make their way up into hey I, i'm curious about this we could just do a really good team we could have a really good team and it was actually mentioned in the in the debrief too that uh um they talked about the bus rides uh frank told the bus drive ride story about traveling with dino down to reno Nevada and they were doing degree uh and it was the Victoria Columbia Lodge degree team traveling down um in a bus and performing degrees and for per U.S. Yeah. lodges yeah on the way down yeah whether wow. it was fun competition or whether it was at sessions or something like he didn't give all the details but he said oh yeah it was you know it was quite a trip when a bunch of odd fellows show up on a bus in Reno well, I would love to hear that short story, uh, Dino in Reno. Dino in Reno. 
totally. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be quite interesting, but yeah, I mean, with our three lodges, you know, we could put together quite a team, I think, you know, if anybody wanted to really commit to it. Well, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, great. I love it. Is, uh, it's another kind of, I had this thought in my head. It's like, um, everything I needed to know, I learned in kindergarten, that old phrase. Well, yeah. Everything I need to know about Oddfellows, I've been learning in a podcast. So, not ours, I presume. <laughs> no, ours. So, oh. Warming Center, Warming yeah. Center has been a uh, hot topic multiple times. And I think the episode that we did with uh, Walter and Chris from Van 90 in Vancouver. Um, we did that episode early on after their first week of acting as a warming center uh, location for the city of Vancouver. And then we had a two week on again, off again, cold snap. And a follow up that I've seen on Facebook and so forth is that one of the uh, people who visited the warming center was a, a young uh, man young man in his 20s ish sing uh single and had no nothing with him just his literally the clothes on his back uh showed up at the door and strolled through and um and took advantage of the warming center and then when the weather did warm up we had a cold snap last night but it wasn't as cold as the um as the previous weeks this young man has reappeared at the hall and has been helping do renovations. Uh, yeah. Hammer in hand, paintbrush in hand to repay. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that was one of the, one of the things that was posted was this picture of uh, one of the members. I'm not sure which member of van 90 and this kid hugging at the top of the stairs as he's entering the warming center. And it was, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was gives you all the feels, and um, you know he came back, and I I think they're paying him because you know he doesn't have any money, so I think they're giving him some money. But I think if he feels like it feels good to to be doing work in the place that you know sheltered him for a few days when it was uh, when it was at its coldest. So it's right. quite a quite an awesome awesome story. And again, those uh, you know those odd fellows in Vancouver, uh, I think they are. <laughs> they're, they're really reaping the reward from, from this. You know, I think they are feeling nothing but, you know, joy from being able to provide what they're providing. So that's, it's just awesome. Yeah. And the topic uh, has come up in Victoria because we are similar. Well, we're very close. So the weather has been the same and we have uh, very short stretches where we, where the weather is so cold that a city, uh, like the city of Vancouver would support or a um, a warming center, and as we ex as Chris and Walter explained in the interview that you know it's only when the temperature is uh, feels like uh, minus five Celsius or colder that they would be called into action. And there's been a lot going on in Texas, and we've been hearing a a lot of how the um, the people of Texas and the Good Samaritans of Texas. Uh, there was a fellow who got quite a bit of uh, airtime on CNN, where he had uh, he owns a, a furniture store, and he opened up his doors to the furniture store, and said, "I'm you know I'm classifying this as a warming center and so forth." And you know it, it needed to be done as a Good Samaritan act, and it uh, probably was something that was very easily accomplished. And then other cases, you know, like the city of Victoria has warming centers already. Yeah, like not, not, as, not as many as I thought, though. It was interesting because when that snap hit, I only heard about a couple. And one of them wasn't even a place where you could sleep. You just sat at tables and just kind of really just warmed up and got yep. some soup, got some yep. coffee at the exactly. church in James Bay. But, um, and I think the other thing that's kind of caught, it's caught us off guard is COVID's requirements and restrictions, right? Like. Here we are saying, we don't want you to freeze to death on the, on the street, but if you do come inside, you have to stay 10 feet apart. Right. You got to wear a mask. You, you got to wear a mask. You got to do this, apart. do this. 
but we know you're more likely to freeze on the street when you come inside we suddenly have to follow all the public health officers rules and and that's unfortunate because that just com- that completely impacted the capacity of these of these locations yeah it makes it makes it uh, a lot more difficult to take care of more people that's for sure that's right so i i think the demand and need kind of inched its way up and so you know fingers crossed that there is more capacity in the coming years there's more capacity just because we don't have to be 10 feet apart or people who are staying don't have to be 10 feet apart. And and those of us who are um, out in public don't need to be 10 feet apart, but the word about need may have activated some people, whether they're an odd fellow or whether they're an Eagles club or whether they're somewhere else, right? Like um, anybody with a hall. And I know, you know, it's interesting because there's been a little bit of, you know, back and forth about, you know, us using our hall as a warming center and, you know, there's a lot of differences between us and Vancouver and the situation. You know, there's the fact, the location of the Victoria Hall versus Vancouver. Vancouver's kind of in a suburb in an affluent place where they don't sort of have the major core of the homeless community is not next door. Whereas in Victoria, we are in the downtown center where most of the homeless people are. The fact that the members aren't using the hall right now and the thought of opening up the hall as a warming center when when none of the members are actually using the hall is kind of it makes it a little more difficult. The stairs, the you know, the the different sizes. So yeah, there's some differences which make it um, you know, understandable that some people might have some reservations about possibly um opening up. But I think that the more education that people have, the more um the possibility to that, uh, yeah, that we might have a warming hall in next winter. It's, yeah. You know, there's always a possibility. There's a possibility. And I, I made a comment to uh, somebody to say, you know, you should really listen to the podcast with Walter Wells. And uh, the immediate response from my, my brother Rhino was, you guys always talk like nobody listens to your podcast. <laughs> like we're all listening to your podcast, guys. Yeah. But uh, like there's just, it's the template. You know, if you're listening to this now and you have not listened to Van 90, listen to Van 90 because we're not just, yeah, we're not just putting that out because we need more downloads. <laughs> downloads from the we're, we're saying this because it was, it was a, it was a very, um, you know, informative um, podcast. And he really talked about, you know, the different people having reservations regarding yep. this and how totally understandable that is. But the more work you do on it, the more education you provide and really, you know, I think, I think what everybody needs to, needs to realize is, you know, you, you only need, you do it to where your comfort level lies. You know, if you only feel comfortable with having five people in your, in your hall and four uh, staff members watching out for them, then that's what you do. And even though you've not made a, to- a huge impact on the entire community, you've made a massive impact on those five people. Now, if you feel like you would be comfortable with 10 people being there and four staff members, well, then you try to do that, you know, if you have the room. I think, I think people, you know, they think it's just going to, you're just opening your doors and it's going to be a free for all and have as many people as possible to come in there. And that's just not (laughs) at all, you know, what this, what this needs to be. Every single member of your lodge needs to feel comfortable with what you're doing. So, or, or at least be, you know, alleviated some, some of their uh, concerns be alleviated to the point where, you know, they're willing to take the small risk um, of having uh, some of the most vulnerable of our community in it. So. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a process, you know, and, and it, um, it takes a village and it's, um, and, and the way that, uh, Walter explained it was that, you know, the more concerns that people have, the more due diligence you end up doing. And, and I would recommend this with anything that a lodge does is that you take the naysayer and you get them on the committee, just like Walter did. And, um, you work with them to make sure that if they feel comfortable, then, you know, you take the, the most worried person. And if they feel comfortable, then, you know, it's a good chance that most of your lodge is going to be okay with it. So I have uh, non-Oddfellow uh, related stuff. Do you want to chat about that? Yeah, I'd love to. What do you think about the Mars landing? It's or the, the rover landing <laughs> on the Mars? Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not a huge space nerd. Like I never got really into it. You know, I was part of that. I was in school when um the challenger exploded you know and that was like just at that point i was just not into space anymore because i was kind of it would kind of freak me out as a kid i think it's cool i think the i think uh you know it's neat um that 
they're sending back pictures and stuff. Um, high def, high def. I, yeah, I know 4K. You know, I know it's really 4K cool. 4K from Mars. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they bring back. But and and I get I get that you know it's cool to explore new worlds. But I mean, what the heck? What are we gonna get out of this, really? So you, what you're really saying is, for the money that they sent the rover for, we could have housed a lot of homeless people. I, do, I don't want to. Yeah, no, and I don't want to be. Uh, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But um, you did nail it on the head. And I, you know, I'm I'm one of those people like, oh yeah, I totally understand the need to explore and to you know that scientists uh, need something to do, <laughs> or in that way, you know, and that's cool. Um, but it just, it doesn't really excite me like maybe uh, feeding hundreds of thousands of starving people would. That's me. What do you think? Tell me, tell me your thoughts, Billy. Well, I'm, I'm excited about the novelty of it all. And I, uh, I'm not a space nerd either uh, at all. Um, I too, uh, it was, uh, I was at university. So it shows my age compared to you. Um, when the challenger exploded we uh, i was in a science program at the time and everybody in my residence was just like just in shock and it just never really got me but this just seems to be a little more interesting yeah um, i mean not that I mean, it's, it's going to be any big change in discovery but it just seems a little more interesting i think because it's less less blurry picture and you know i i guess this is something to talk about, right? Like sure, this is sure. current... tech, it's neat to see technologies reach a certain level where, I mean, they can, they land on this planet. That's however many zillion miles away. And um, they can immediately start uh, sending pictures to earth. You know, that's pretty cool. And they're good pictures, you know? Mm -hmm. So tied to that, I'm going to yeah. segue tied to that was I went to YouTube and I was watching the, um, I guess that descent and all of that stuff that was, uh, but that was being pushed out on the um, internet, but somebody had very nicely laid over a soundtrack over it all. Right. And they laid over Daft Punk's contact. Right. And so I highly recommend if you're going to watch the landing of the Rover on Mars, it's yeah. this version of it because it has the NASA people talking as well as the soundtrack of, the now defunct Daft Punk. Yeah, and just days, just days before uh, Daft Punk announces their uh, disbandment. Um, Crazy. Wow, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Thanks for the tip. Definitely check it out. You throw that link up on the. Uh, Let me put that in the show somewhere. page. Yeah, somewhere that'd be good. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the last one I wanted to talk about: um, uh, pitchers and catchers reported a couple weeks ago. Uh, spring training okay. starts on uh, Sunday, bud. I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, what is your, your team, Billy? What is the team that you follow that you, that's uh, your, what's your, what's your Cardinal. home team? I, I follow the Cardinals for some what, And what is it about reason. the Cardinals? I have a friend. Um, I have a friend. Uh, he's a, a lifelong friend. His, his dad was from St. Louis. So he was ah. a Cards fan from, from way back. Jed Gamble, if you're out there and, and his father, his father is, uh, he goes to all the, um, all the local games here in town and um sits on the first baseline and uh you know heckles and cheers mm. uh, we we've just we finally gotten some sort of baseball team here in victoria uh it was pretty good not bad ball not bad not, ball yeah yeah mm. i went to a few games i liked it yeah and um yeah the cards so yeah my dad uh my dad loved watching baseball and but he wasn't like uh a knowledgeable guy. He was just like me. It truly was a pastime to watch. Right. And he, he would watch uh, the expos in French. And then he, I'd come down and he would be telling me all the names of the positions in uh, French. Uh, <laughs> He's not a French guy, right? No, no, no. He's a Norwegian from Alberta. Right. And, uh, and so we, because it was national league, he said, you got to watch this guy, Ozzy Smith. He does backflips when he Ooh. runs out of the dugout. Okay. So I was like, okay, this guy, I love this guy. And you I was just to. a kid. And so I just kind of stuck with him, which was fine because yeah. in the 80s, they were good. Well, Ozzy um, Smith was my hero. Okay. I was yeah. a shortstop and I loved Ozzy Smith. He was incredible. And do you remember that show, The Baseball Bunch with uh, Johnny Bench, oh. Ozzy Smith? 
and the San Diego chicken. Yeah, did, yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was in my wheelhouse. I was right at the right age. And they always, the Wizard of Oz, you know, they had, you know, and, you know, Tommy Lasorda would come on and the whole, okay. it was awesome. <laughs> Johnny Bench, bunch of kids, Ozzy Smith and the San Diego chicken. You can just imagine, okay? I'm, yeah. I'm sure like all you young odd fellows who are listening to this or just don't understand anything don't but, understand a thing yeah and and don't even bother youtubing it because it just doesn't do it justice because i've you know anything from the 80s that you watch now just looks horrible <laughs> it doesn't matter how awesome it was back then but so that i being was said, on a, i i was on a baseball trip i've done a couple of baseball trips and one time we were in st louis me and my buddy and we had these amazing seats and we are talking to the which you do you talk to your the the patron uh, next to you and uh i said uh, so where are you guys from and you know expecting to brag that we had come all the way from victoria to st louis and he said uh i'm not a cardinals fan my wife is a cardinals fan oh where are you from well we're from windsor ontario <laughs> i said really well we're from bc canada oh wow that's fascinating blah 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 i said so how long does it take you to get here and he says it's two hours from my front door. Right. I drive to Detroit. I catch a flight to St. Louis. Right. And then I'm in my seat two hours after I've left my house in Windsor. See? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And he goes, for my wife, not yeah, for right. me. <laughs> <laughs> he has to take that trip five times a year or whatever. And uh, he never wants to. I bet he did it every Saturday. <laughs> oh, man. Well, how much is the flight from uh, Detroit to oh, St. Louis? Probably one hundred and sixty-nine bucks. Yeah, one hundred and yeah, not cheap though. So, yeah, and and for people out there who aren't baseball fans, once you get there, the ballpark it's pretty cheap to get a seat. Usually, uh, that's a great yeah. thing about giant baseball stadiums. You're not paying uh, hundreds of dollars like a hockey game or um, a football game. Yeah, for but, a soccer uh, match. Yeah, well, you know, it's like if. You know, if we were close, if there was any way to do that, <laughs> you and I would be doing that, or yeah, we would have done it. Or... It's all it's all coming together. I know it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I wanted to give a couple last shout outs, if that's okay. Uh, so I just finished watching Brother Toby do his uh, tribute to the city of Cleveland on the uh, Face Odd Fellows Facebook page. He got a brand new accordion. Right, and and what was the connection between Cleveland and the accordion? I don't know. And I think I, it was built, it was it was like it was like uh, I think it was it was it was built there or hit that brand of accordion comes originally from so. Cleveland or something and that's why uh, Cleveland was the uh, yeah. the topic of his concert and yeah I'm glad you said because I you know I uh, periodically check in with um, his weekly accordion concerts and the guy is incredible okay he's got uh, you know a repertoire that it spans generations and. I don't like hundreds and hundreds of songs he can play on an accordion and sing as well. Yeah. Um, you ever hear like a, you ever hear like uh Zeppelin or um, I don't know, pick some crazy sixties uh, or seventies metal band and yeah. a, a rock band and on accordion. Well, only, um, you know, Ed Bain and uh, on the queue. Right. right. And it's all sped up. Right. But um it's got it's it always has its you know there's this this opportunity to listen when you listen to these um, different genres played by accordion it sounds great I know it's yeah. cool so uh, another great night uh, by Toby congratulations thank you very much for doing that yeah and anybody who gets a chance just check in check in with that uh, with those concert he does them every, every Wednesday, Wednesday every Wednesday night yeah so and uh, and so the last thing for me is about uh, I mentioned this about it already about their show they just did on three links with uh brother seth anthony um and uh a ton of information about appellate bodies and uh, fringe odd fellowy and fringe um organizations uh the thing i uh i think is the most fun about seth uh is his fez museum online fezmuseum.com uh, and uh, I love fezes. I really think we should just flat out get fezes for Odd Fellows. There's nothing stopping well, I, us. I know that's why you became a Muscovite. I know that is the. I know the, I haven't bought my reason. Muscovite Busby yet, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, nothing's stopping you from wearing a fez whenever you want to, Billy. People don't don't know Bill and haven't seen seen his um you know his uh, headshot on the website. Billy wears a bow tie to every meeting. He's a bow tie wearer, and um you know one of very few that I know. Uh, you know, he rocks the bow tie. If anybody can rock a fez, it's you. I know. I just want to make a point for all, everybody out there that if you wear a bow tie, people smile at you. Of course they do. <laughs> Cause you've, and you're not just, you're not just clipping that sucker on either. Nope. It's yeah. a real type. I know. I know that. I know that about you. I mean, you know, and he, okay, for people out there who don't know. So we have these ties at Columbia lodge and they're, you know, the standard, um, you know, long tie necktie and uh, Billy bought one. And then, you know, I don't know how you did it. Like I, you must be like a wizard on a sewing machine or something, but he turned that into a bow tie, yeah. that exact tie. You turn that into a bow tie and then you tie up and you wear every day or I mean, every meeting. Yeah. And uh, my mom's a home ec teacher or was right. So she taught me to cook and sew. Amazing. Your wife so is very lucky. I'm a, uh, I was a catch that was caught by Mr. You're a Sanderson. keeper. I'm a keeper. <laughs> well, there you go. And uh, so, so you know how to, so you, so you actually took it apart and, took and it apart, sewed, sewed it back together as a bow tie. Incredible. Incredible. So you can imagine bow, probably fez, you know, oh, fez. Yeah. That, how are you going to, what do you, are you could adjust full, the fez? <laughs> full on Stan Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> okay okay i'll wear the bowler and you can wear the fez no and they have their fezes and bow I, don't ties and I don't remember that episode i'm sorry oh yeah you got to look it up okay well brother thank you very much you think, did you. we miss anything not that i can think of i mean i think uh, you nailed everything and i hope yeah i hope we uh, hope we touched on everything we wanted to yeah and and not to excite everybody too much we have a big show next week and then we're going to take uh, a break for a week off so uh we're yeah. Backing it in for uh, a couple of weeks in March. Yeah, so we're yeah. doing four in a row here. So enjoy. Yeah. And if there's anything you ever want us to touch on, or uh, if you ever want to join us on the show, please, please reach out. Again, that's info at moderngoatrider.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, that'll do it for us. And as Josh says, send us email at info at moderngoatrider.com. Josh and I will be back again soon, making Oddfellows discoveries and seeing the Oddfellowship all around us. Cheers in FLT. Okay. Are ready for song number two? Uh, okay, this is Aria. Aria Lillouette Miller singing. What's the name of the song? I'm not very good at French, am I, Aria? I'm not very good. No. As daddy, you always laugh at me when I speak. Stop. Okay, sorry. Okay. Aria Lillouette Miller singing. Une souris verte qui courait dans l'herbe. Je l'attrapai par la queue. Je la montrai ces messieurs. Ces messieurs me disent trompez-la dans l'huile. Trompez-la dans l'eau comme un escargot. Oui! Très bien. Great job, Aria. That was beautiful. Yes, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We have to start doing our thing. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Way too late. Can you give me a kiss?